0: What's the soup with DJ Soups?
1: Hello, everybody. This is DJ Soups, and you are listening to What's the Soup with DJ Soups on BFF.FM. I have a very special guest here with me today. I have the amazing B.B. Hayes with me.
0: Oh, stop.
1: (laughs) I am so happy to have you on the show. I randomly met him at the Sausalito Art Festival and (laughs) I don't even know how we started talking about music. It just kind of came up and then I gave you my business card. It was cool. (laughs)
0: No, I I remember because I was actually on a second date
1: oh shit right
0: and it was so it was like kind of this i don't know first dates are awkward but it was a second date which was (laughs) also awkward a little bit but we were having fun and she was just like let's go over here and win a prize what did you have like one of those yeah we had a spin the wheel
1: yeah i believe it was okay all right the wheel thing i don't Plinko. No, Plinko. Oh, it was, oh,
0: Plinko. It was a Plinko. Yeah, Plinko. Okay, so, so she's like, "Let's go win a prize and and of course, you know, it's everyone wins." Yeah. Right? Kind <laughs> of. Like, so yeah. we're like, "Okay, it's every because it, uh, we were just walking in." So it was perfect. Okay, she's yeah. like, "Let's go over and win a prize." So we got some sunscreen and that was cool. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just you're very personable, so it was kind of <laughs> like, "Well, let's let's uh, you know, ask you what you're up to and kgo is something i mean i uh, listen to talk radio and stuff so i was like very curious about you know what you guys were doing and i think we brought up a couple of the on-air personalities and i was yeah. asking about you're like well they, they were here earlier and stuff so then something i i'm always very uh, i guess i just volunteered the fact that i'm a dj yeah
1: and i yeah. think i was like <laughs> oh, hey me too perked my ears hey. i was like oh, oh.
0: something in common <laughs> right there yeah, so um so that's how we met. That was really cool. And yeah. I remember afterwards too the girl I was with, um Stacy Styles. What's up, Stacy? She <laughs> might actually listen to this. So I'll be on my best behavior. <laughs> um but no, she's like you have to follow up with her. I'm like, "I know. It's all about said, it's all about following up. You got to follow up."
1: Very I- very true <laughs> so I, I was mean, like okay
0: i know i know okay. i want like, to follow up so i did and you did i mean i think we both kind of just like followed up at some yeah, point you gave me your card and we got our instagram gotta and
1: share the, Insta the instagram thing is <laughs> a
0: little bit newer to me because uh i was talking to my publicist like a year or so ago and he's like you have to get on instagram i'm like yeah. i know it's kind of a new i'm like i'm all facebook he's like but everybody on facebook's old
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. I mean, I'm like,
0: oh, I'm <laughs> you nailed me on that. Yeah, because, but, but at the same time, it is important to be on all the media, all the exactly. social media. Exactly, it's.
1: So I'm getting better at it. Them. Yeah, I've
0: got mm-hmm. you know, I've got my my Instagram and my Twitter, and and they're all, you know, linked up really nice and mm-hmm. everything. But you know, Facebook is still a go-to. Like all the DJs yeah. I know, there's Ever, always everyone still on has Facebook. pages. But it stuff. was a kind of a funny joke because now pretty much everybody and their grandma is eventually now on Facebook, and all the kids are like. Okay, we're going to we'll be gonna, over here on yeah, Snapchat and Instagram, on Instagram because, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Instagram is definitely, like, it's weird. I used to be super into Facebook, and mm-hmm. then I started to get really into Instagram. And now, like, Instagram is, like, one of the main forms of, like, communication with me. Yeah, and I like, noticed. <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah, I, I like using Instagram. And, like, it's funny. I even, like, because I see everyone on Instagram all the time. Like, I literally call my friends by their Insta handle.
0: Oh, that's cute. Okay. <laughs> that's a little bit ahead of my time, but I will try to, I will try to uh, get with that uh, soupy soup. All right. Um, yeah, I've already got a nickname for you, Thanks. so I'm excited about that. Yeah.
1: So you've been a DJ for a while. You've been in the scene for a long time. A
0: very long time. I like to just crop it off at 30 years. Oh, yeah, so we'll just <laughs> we we'll just leave it at thirty. Wow. I, I have to say it's it could be a little bit longer, but uh, thirty is a good, nice round number. So mm. like like if you're gonna tell somebody how old you are, just pick an age and stick with it. <laughs> so like yeah. ten years from now, it'll be like oh, I've been doing it thirty years. You know, I'll be like seventy. Like <laughs> I remember when we used to play back in the day in San Francisco. <laughs> how long you been a DJ? Thirty years. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) So how did you get into DJing? Like what?
0: Gosh, it was an accident. Really? Pretty much. I I mean... I was
1: reading like your bio. Yeah. um, So you used to work at a bar. You were a bar back? Right. Okay. So you did that.
0: You did your due diligence. I did my
1: research. (laughs) Well,
0: it's, it's a funny story because of course I did go to the Columbia School of Broadcasting. Okay. When I was in my, I would say early 20s. Okay. And then something happened where like halfway through they went bankrupt. Like they took, they took all the money and somebody like stole the money. Like, I think it was oh, a, yeah, it was a big like.
2: Horrible. Uh, what do they
0: call that? When somebody embezzles, right? Oh my so God, somebody embezzled the money and I had borrowed money to go to this school and I was like halfway through. So uh-huh. I did have an interest in broadcasting and radio would have been something. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I was on my radar. Um, but at some point, I never finished and got my degree at Columbia School of Broadcasting, although I still put it on my resume because nobody will ever know, except for now, that I didn't graduate
2: uh, from Columbia School of Broadcasting. I'll cut it out. I'm Oops. See- <laughs> no. I don't
0: care. It was so long ago. So, but bottom line is- Wait, where was that located? So, it was, was in that- San Jose.
1: Interesting. It's like San Jose. And
0: it must have been, like, uh, so I, high school- and then probably in the late 80s, mid 80s, mid to early late 80s, <laughs> I was in Columbia School of Broadcasting. Anyways, it did, did get me interested, but then I, I basically, really my passion, and it's kind of interesting because now that i am you know, been DJing for so long, mm-hmm. is acting. Interesting. so yeah I'm the stand-up comedy I used to do improv uh, improv and I would you know part of a improv group uh, called the Bay Area budettes and we used to do <laughs> stuff in Campbell down at the Gaslighter theater and nice. like then I would um, you know uh, so so in high school I was always in theater mm-hmm. the musicals and I was the you know class clown <laughs> right so I mean entertainment yeah. in general so I juggle.
1: Okay. And
0: I balance things on my face. Nice. On my nose. Stuff. <laughs> so and entertainment yeah, has entertainment. always been like your forte. Yeah. So okay, like that's it, really for, cool. Since high school. So, I mean, well, actually since I was five. Oh, I knew. nice,
2: nice. I knew. Because yeah.
0: I don't know what I said to my sister and her girlfriend, but it was so, like, it was probably some inadvertent sexual comment when they were, like, sitting on the steps. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> oh, and they laughed
0: so hard. I was like, well, this is a cool feeling people are laughing, you know so um yeah, so I always knew and so I was into drumming, okay. you know, and I was they got me a drum set and I uh-huh. broke the hell out of them <laughs> of you course. know just bang <laughs> bang the hell out of those things and then uh, later on my my mom uh, after they my mom and dad got divorced and then um my mom had a boyfriend named Terry Cotter and this guy was a magician
1: okay and so
0: he like I probably was like nine years old or something and he would do magic tricks for me and i was instantly just oh my god oh, like so, so cool back. oh my god <laughs> cuz of course you know you're like dating this lady and she's got kids and you're showing her magic tricks i mean the guy was like in
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was in
0: so i got into magic okay yeah so it's you know it starts really really young so and then he taught me to juggle so all of these things like when you're um a second child and i have this passion to entertain it didn't matter what it was like I would be driven mm-hmm. to learn it mm-hmm. right so magic tricks I had a next thing you know I had a trunk full of magic tricks and the the <laughs> uh-huh. rope tricks and the and the linking rings and the sponge balls you know that produce into can
1: you like yeah. tell me some secrets from like magic tricks <laughs> like there's uh, I was a watching a magician
0: like... is never supposed to tell his
1: uh, frustrating <laughs> <laughs> When you have a just... question,
0: let's see if I can uh, okay. lead you in the right direction.
1: Um, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head mm. of something that I've seen. But I guess since well, you so... said it, yeah. the ring one, the ring. So how one. does that actually work? I Did... know
0: I'm, I'm not supposed to tell. No, I'm gonna tell, oh. I know. Okay, <laughs> maybe off the air. We'll okay. see. But no, <laughs> that was one thing he taught me right from the beginning: was a magician never tells his secrets. So, like a lot of times, people say, "Do it again, do it again," because they want to see what they missed Uh and some of the best magicians, they could do it a hundred times and And the person would still never see it. Yeah, I don't think I ever really got that good, but I enjoyed doing performing for Uh people. So it was really all about performance, right? So it didn't matter whether I was juggling or I was Mm -hmm. this. And then my, um, my uncle had this talent where he would balance things, Mm -hmm. um, like everybody does a broom on their hand. Like yeah. when you're young. Like you could oh, always yeah, balance the like, broom. Oh. right? And then <laughs> yeah. I saw my uncle one time I was on a construction site with him or so, somehow he was like had this talent where he, he put this wheelbarrow on his chin from the handle. My uncle Tom, right? Oh my gosh. And he put it on his chin and he's balancing this wheelbarrow. And I was like I was so totally like, okay, so then it was like another one of those things like, okay, well, now I get to have well, to do it. I have to do I that I have to now. learn how to do it. <laughs> So I started with the broom and I would put it on my chin and then my nose. And then as, it, as I started to get better and better, the objects got smaller and smaller. Okay. So I was in a magic shop one time and this guy said, um, the hardest thing in the world to balance, it's almost impossible to balance, is a dollar bill. Huh. So you you take the dollar bill and you you twist it a little bit uh-huh. so it stands up by end. And he was saying that because anything shorter you get go cross eyed because you're looking at the top of uh, the object uh-huh. the whole time. You have to look at the top so you know where to to balance it. Yeah. So the dollar bill was this really small object that was very hard, but you could use the wind. You could use the air to like kind of help manipulate a bit.
1: it. Yeah. Anyway,
0: so I was doing pencils. Okay. And dollar bills. And anything that was small and impress everybody <clears throat> in high school. Uh-huh. So it was, <clears throat> that's kind of where my uh, my name started. It was the BB. It was okay. a nickname. Um, it stands for Balancing Bill, the Juggling Clown. Oh the best entertainer gosh. in any town. Your kids will laugh with lots of joy. They give up their puppies and throw out their toys. Or if you're having a party <laughs> today, call Balancing Bill. He'll come right away.
1: Oh my gosh! So nice.
0: I'm, yeah, so i have just always. I was been,
2: like, "BB, what is BB? <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, that's really cool. Yeah,
0: you, yeah, a lot of people like just use their imagination, but not a lot of people know that it's that's an actual. Balancing. <laughs> um, but I, I played sports in high school and stuff, but I didn't play football my senior year because I couldn't do the musical mm-hmm. if I was in. The football because yeah. of the conflict of of practice and everything so i really chose theater at that point and just entertainment in general mm-hmm. over sports right yeah
1: that, I, was, I was always like <clears throat> that way in high school too like literally my entire like life i hate sports i am not coordinated that is not my thing mm-hmm. and i always just gravitated yeah. towards music like i had to do right? something music related like, right and yeah. I was I was in some sort of music related thing my that's entire cool. life, and then college I wasn't until I found the radio station. I know and I and like, now I'm you're back. back. <laughs> now you're back,
0: and that's yeah. cool. So I know I went back to like the very beginning for you, but it's important because <laughs> it is because cause... yeah. I mean, when I finally like decided I wanted to be into acting, and I got a job at a bar as a bar back, which is what you rent. Uh-huh. So that's yeah. kind of like the beginning of like where the DJ thing started was um. So I was a bar back and it was interesting because I'm back there and I am have a personality mm-hmm. and I wanted to be a bartender mm-hmm. so that I could go to LA mm-hmm. and I could um, work at night mm-hmm. and go to auditions during the day. During the day. Mm-hmm. So it was like a Perfect. good yeah. plan, you know. Um, and then uh, the owners of this bar, um, Faces Cafe in Sunnyvale, it was like the early 80s and they said, um, have you ever DJed? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I've DJed. And I kind of had some interest in it. Have you ever mixed? Yes. <laughs> uh, anyways, they needed a happy hour DJ.
2: OK. Um, yeah. You know,
0: so you're just like playing a song. You're not really mixing. You're just yeah. kind of segue like radio. So I kind of had mm-hmm. an idea of how to put one song on and then push the play button. That's not yeah. rocket science. Yeah. But, but then you get on the mic. You're like, OK, two for one. Kamikazes, you know, or whatever the drink special is for the Uh next five minutes, you know, get your $2 shot, you know, well drinks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I did that and I kind of got into it. And then there was these two guys that um, worked there, these two DJs, Amato and Mark Amador. And they are my heroes because they basically took me under their wing Mm -hmm. and taught me the finer points of being a nightclub DJ. Nice mixing the two songs together beat matching oh which these days is not as much of a thing because the computer does it for you yeah but back then it was you had to by ear like set the tempos so they Mm -hmm. were the same and then you would mix them in a most efficient way to keep a dance floor going Mm -hmm. right i was hooked i was just like wow this is like the coolest (laughs) thing ever yeah and i had to Learned to be as good as I could be, just like when I was a yeah. kid. It's like something like that I need to. Like, I need to do I have to master this. I'm going to master this. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget one time, uh, Mark Amador, who I'm still friends with. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I told him one day, because he had been doing it a number of years more than me, and I was just still kind of green. And I told him, I said, you know, I'll never be as good as you, though. And he's like, don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. Like, you know, I thought he was going to slap me. <laughs> yeah. And it changed my, changed my life in a lot of ways. Like, you know, uh-huh. you remember those moments when people tell you things and then you're just yeah. like, I never really thought about things quite in the same way. It's like, yeah, don't tell yourself stuff like that. You'll never be mm-hmm. something, you know. So he, he just checked me on that. He's like, don't ever say that. You know, you might, you might be, you absolutely might be better than me. Don't, don't sell yourself short. And I just continued to practice, and I would, uh, I would actually do a mix. See, back then you were mixing, um, like, different genres. Mm -hmm. You know, like these days I'm into house music. It's like similar beats and tempos and stuff. Um, But it was like you would play a rock song, and then you play a Madonna song, or maybe two of those, uh and then two of those, and you know, so you'd be mixing the different kind of genres, Mm -hmm. different styles and stuff. So you kind of have to get pretty pretty skilled at how uh those songs are gonna work together on the dance floor
1: yeah and you like really need to know the song like yeah the, like you need to really know you know it. the intro
0: like you, you would <laughs> yeah. count you would count the intro like you, yeah and they also taught me how to just instinctively know the tempo
2: mm-hmm. so
0: i mean every song's a different tempo and if yeah. you're gonna change the pitch or the speed of it you have to know what the pitch is of the temp the song you're playing mm-hmm. and how much slower or faster the one that you're going into is mm-hmm. and of course back in the day if you changed the tempo too much it would start to sound like it was yeah. not the right pitch right Yeah. <laughs> so it had to be like this kind of like you'd always try to stay around and once you mix you'd always want to get it back to within mm-hmm. an audible range yeah so yeah so it's always this you know different a lot and are of you mixing practicing. vinyls yeah
1: dang yeah, yeah. that's I'm, I'm
0: way back then when they still had vinyl and i remember even before i got into uh like a record pool for mm-hmm. djs this is like you have to be a club dj to get into these record pools, which would give you service for all the brand new music. Okay, And you get promotional copies. Okay. And then you would have to give them feedback. Like, what did you think? You know, different, 10 different, like, boxes to check or rate it on a scale of one to five, Mm -hmm. this kind of thing. But before that, I would, I mean, I remember my first, the first record I bought was a 45. That's how old I am. Um, yeah, so Yeah,
2: honestly,
1: I'm not even sure if I know, you know what that is. It's, it's a record <laughs> is only it the about small that big. One? It's a seven okay. inch. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the, the larger records are 12 inch, and then they had the seven inch. Okay. Right? And they had a big center hole that mm-hmm. you would put this little plastic. Like a little
1: in. yellow plastic. Yeah, you put
0: the plastic yeah, okay. piece in there. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, no. you, know, you know what I'm <laughs> talking about. I'll get you up to speed. And I it, it, the first one was a song called um, Swing Out by Swing Out Sister. Okay. And if you heard the song, you'd probably have heard it because it's like an '80s classic. Probably, hit. yeah.
1: You
0: can Google it later, but <laughs> "Swing Out" by Swing Out Sister. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I just started buying vinyl, mm-hmm. like records, to have my start my own collection. Mm-hmm. But when they got me in the record pool, that was that was a shit because yeah, everything new, these, everything yeah. new, before it even was released,
1: fresh off the press, fresh <laughs> off the
0: press. And so I got into the pool, and I started building my record collection. So a brand-new Madonna would come out, a mm-hmm. brand-new hip-hop song, or a brand-new, like, uh, Tone Loke and all these, like, hits, right? Mm-hmm. So I started building my record collection. Yeah, that was uh, – so I'm trying to remember dates, but I'm going to be kind of uh, vague on it. Yeah, it's okay. It, it was the <laughs> 80s. It was the, the mid to late 80s. Okay. Um, I want to say um, 86, something mm-hmm. like that. I was – DJing now on a, on a regular basis mm-hmm. at this club um, after happy
1: Down in happy Hour. Jose, right? Yeah. Okay. It
0: was on El, from off, El Camino. Are you from San Jose? Yeah, I was b- actually born in Los Gatos. Okay. Um, I'm a hippie from the Santa Cruz Mountains. <laughs> nice. So that's okay. kind of like, you understand my, my upbringing was kind of like I went to Los Gatos High School. Uh-huh. Um, long hair. Okay. <laughs> hip, you know, hippie, yeah. hippie going on, everything hippie. Mm-hmm um riding my mini bike around the mountains (laughs) jumping like evil Uh Knievel. um yeah it was like a great crazy childhood but also very nostalgic if Mm -hmm. i look back on it um so yeah so i went to uh grew up in san jose and so that was kind of my stomping grounds Mm and you know once i once i got that bug it was like okay well what's next Mm -hmm. and um I remember going into a club that was the hottest club in downtown San Jose at the time called D.B. Cooper's. Now, I don't know if you know the story about D.B. Cooper, but it's, a, it's an old story about a guy that jumped out of an airplane with a bunch of money that he stole. <laughs> and it's a great, it's a classic story. So he uh, apparently wasn't that much money, but back then maybe it was a lot. But D.B. Cooper, um, they never found him. He jumped out of a plane with a parachute and a bunch of money. And then disappeared. They never even found his body. But there are like you could go on and see a documentary about D.B. Cooper and Uh on the History Channel and stuff like that. Like you can't find a lot of people know about D.B. Cooper. But um, so this club was named after D.B. Cooper and uh, Chuck Oliver, who's still a good friend to this day, had opened it. And he um, had this giant mannequin on the ceiling (laughs) that had a parachute. Oh, nice. And. A, a, a briefcase with like money kind of falling out uh-huh. and it would spin like this on the roof of the club over the dance floor. Okay. So it was basically the idea was D.B. Cooper opened this club. Yeah. With the money.
2: Okay. And so it, was, it was a great. That's cool. And it was popular,
0: you know, it's like one of the main Is it like, places. still around or? No, they, they, um, I think by the late eighties, they, they were closed and became oh. something else. But downtown San Jose, um and that's where I started meeting people from the radio station mm-hmm. Hot 977.
1: Okay, yeah. Which
0: then became 94.9
2: uh-huh.
0: Wild 94. Before that was Hot 977. And um <clears throat> so I started meeting those people and uh got into doing like mix shows for the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: listened to your St. John's. Yeah, St. John's and mix. that
0: was even after the fact so that that was those were kind of recent okay um they're on my youtube channel
1: i think it was 2018 yeah yeah Uh so
0: that came kind of full circle um Mm -hmm. uh, through through the kind of the the whole progression of my career and everything but Mm -hmm. but i will plug my youtube channel bb hayes club is on youtube put in bb hayes h-a-y-e-s c-l-u-b on youtube and you'll hear some of my older mixes but also the saint john stuff Mm -hmm. um which is House Nation, which actually ended recently.
1: I was, I was yeah, trying to find it and it, nothing was popping up. No, and I was like, oh, I guess it went, it's went. It was a
0: long run and he's doing talk radio a lot now. I mean, mm-hmm. he still has a show on on, um, uh, on the other channel, 92, 92.7. Okay. 92.6. I should, I should have that right. St. <laughs> John is a legend. Yeah, we've we've stayed friends too. Like we still Mm -hmm. do dinner and stuff like that. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. Um, And so 92.7 is like uh, another station that is pretty popular right now. And 94.9 is still going. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the mix shows was a big deal. Like if you could get on the radio and you were like, had a, at a mix um, and you would basically have to record it, uh, pre-record it. Yeah. Right. So, uh, that was back when they had reel-to-reel oh, so mm-hmm. so i bought myself a tascam reel-to-reel as a four track okay. um, and it was basically two large hour reels mm-hmm. and you would record the mix to those and then submit them to the radio station okay <laughs> and then they would play them on saturday night
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it was kind of like uh they also pretended like you were actually in the studio at the time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a little spoken word it's like like BB Hayes throwing down right now, dancing Saturday nights, you yeah. know. And cuz pe- I mean no one knows that. Nobody knows, exactly. but people would call in and be like, <laughs> "Can I talk to BB?" and he's like, "Well, he's busy right now."
2: But I was at an, at
0: another club somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Home. But it was great to be in the radio was a you know, obviously, um I had a lot of opportunity there. Um I didn't really go for the jock like I thought about going for the radio jock kind mm-hmm. of thing. I could have interned at any point and gotten into radio, but the club thing was so much fun and yeah. mixing and everything and, and and I was a mix show guy. Yeah, so. you
1: wanted to be more of like an in-person like type performer. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. DJing is a being a performer. Like it you is. are. Exactly. Because you're so the was, one like pumping the crowd up. It was getting. exactly what yeah. I
0: love, right? Mm-hmm. So how but, did you
1: get into <clears throat> house music?
0: Mm. Well, that's a good story. I um, So I had, done, I had done San Jose for a number of years, probably. I want to say five, six, seven years okay. where I was doing that. And then I did radio and I was kind of doing radio remixing. And I was, you know, um, kind of creating my own remixes mm-hmm. back in the day. And that was cool. But I wanted to make my own music, too. And mm-hmm. so I was kind of like... At some point, when you know, I've done I've done a lot, and I was felt like I was spinning my wheels in San Jose. I was almost ready to just hang it up after seven years. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as an artist, that's kind of how you go through it. You're yeah. like, you have inspiration, and then you're like, and
1: then you
0: hit. I don't know what I'm. My, maybe I'm done.
1: Yeah, you hit a wall. You kind of hit a
0: wall, mm-hmm. you know. And as a as an artist, I guess that's pretty common. But yeah i didn't really know that i didn't really s- understand that as a process mm-hmm. of being an artist so i was kind of done and then somebody says um i was actually working at the sheraton hotel in sunnyvale and the manager uh, noel um i was telling him that i'm just like done it was like you know, radio broadcast there and I was working all the time and mm-hmm. I was just kinda like kind of feeling like I'd done enough and he's like, Have you ever gone to San Francisco and seen if there's work there? And I was like, No, I never really thought. I was like in a bubble in San Jose, uh-huh. you know? It's like, Really, San Francisco. So I thought about it. I said, Okay, maybe I should. So I go to San Francisco with a bunch of friends mm-hmm. and it was just like a Saturday night or something and we went to this club, it's still there, it's called 1015 Folsom.
1: Yeah, I'm very familiar with 1015. And
0: I had never been there, so I walk in this club and it was a, I think it was a a drag show night.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: So I'm from San uh-huh. Francisco, it's not like I've never seen a drag queen before yeah. or anything, but it was like kind of like, oh my god, this is a whole different world, yeah, like, it was cool, like, it was totally uh-huh. different. And, a whole mix of people, straight gay, yeah. like drag queens and people just, you know, very flamboyant. were topless and shirtless and it was <laughs> uh-huh. just like, wow, this is not like San Jose. Yeah. This is different. And I remember walking in and we were we were a little out of our element. I think we they could probably tell by looking <laughs> at us. We were just kind of like these these uh, nerds from from San Jose. But I remember hearing a song that came on and it it just caught my attention because I'm like, what is this music? And it was house music, but it was a specific song. It was it's called Plastic Dreams.
2: Plastic Dreams.
0: Yeah, and I was telling somebody about it the other day too. It's like something you should definitely look up because Plastic Dreams by JD is still never been equaled in my opinion. Um, Plastic Dreams is just this like really um organ riff okay. organ riff, right? So I heard plastic dreams and I said, man, this is like something I've never heard um, and it was house music. and I was at that point I was like, there's something else. yeah there's another
1: genre genre of music <laughs> that
0: I didn't know because I was I was pretty much done with hip hop at that point too. Yeah. like not that I have anything against it, but I was dealing with a lot of racism in the clubs. Mm. like the owners would be like, don't play any of that. Black music yeah. and I was like, oh, dude. Terrible. I mean, I just was so yeah. offended as a uh, a white guy. I'm just like, I shouldn't I be able to like play whatever makes the people move? Yeah. And they were trying to control what I played, Ugh, and that turned sad. me off.
1: Oh, hundred percent. I right? would be too. And I'd that be like, was kind of um, like, no, no, I'm gonna play whatever
2: the frick. And, I want. and the radio,
0: <laughs> the radio had a format too. Yeah, but they let me go out of the box and play. You know stuff I wanted that wasn't on their playlist. Mm-hmm. You know because it was nighttime too. Yeah, you can get away. with You can get more. away with more. And I was playing, you know, two live crew or whatever. You know, me so horny. Oh, <laughs> oh, so horny. Yeah, so you're able to get away with a little bit yeah. more of that because it was late night and the the uh, the sensors weren't like on you as yeah. far as daytime. But the, yeah, but San like, Francisco was stuff. a whole different thing, and it mm-hmm. changed it changed my whole perception. Like, talk about an epiphany. You know, yeah. yeah, it was it it's was amazing certainly. how
1: that happens. Like I recently just went to Lost Lands and that kind of happened to me, too. I was mm. just like, there's a reason I'm doing this. And it, I don't know. It was. Right. Yeah. An epiphany. Basically. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know? That
0: awesome. Yeah. It, it's and great. You can't force them. They're like it just happened. They just happen. And mm-hmm. when you least expect them. And those are those are the aha moments. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was certainly like, okay, so there's something else. And that's when I set my sights on San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And okay. house music was a thing. However, yeah. I still had my house
2: music's big here. top
0: 40 in my wheelhouse. So, yeah. uh, you know, I got into... Um, house music but I also had to make money and wasn't really known for house music so I was like I'm interested and a lot of my DJ friends were doing the rave scene mm-hmm. uh, my my good friend Rick Preston and Julius Papp and uh, these other big name DJs and Garth and Yano and you know they are like been around you know a little bit longer than I have and they've been like Doing this underground thing was, And I'm like
1: Have you Did you ever go to like Underground race I in did the 90s? I went
0: into some I went to some of them In the early 90s Hell
1: yeah And I was How like Listening they? to them And I
0: was like Okay this is some Crazy techno stuff And Yeah But it was It was cool It was different um, And It wasn't really in my Again My job. My I didn't have the music yeah. For it But I also wasn't Connected with all those people mm-hmm. So I was still kind of More like just observing And learning, Um, uh, and to me, it was some of that stuff was a little bit tweaky, like it was, you know, uh, a lot of treble, a lot of, lot of piercing, a lot of crazy buildups, and something I just wasn't like really used to. Yeah. So I was kind of finding out what genres of how there's so many genres uh, there's so house many genres. music is like house music or just dance music is now has become edm which is another like whole conversation where it's like yeah. edm is not it's it stands for electronic dance music yeah. but some people say well let's just call that certain genre edm to sell it so people can follow what they're you know buying and streaming and there's yeah but house music the thing I liked about it was that it was an emotional mm-hmm. thing like there's a tribal
2: mm-hmm.
0: aspect to it, yeah, so the the, uh, the distinction I made back then was that you know hip hop was uh very sexual
2: mm-hmm.
0: house music was more love, yeah. Right, I definitely that, see was, that. yeah uh-huh. that was my that's how I categorized. House it. is more like, vibey. Yeah, it's like hip hop's like bumping and grinding. Yeah, but and house is it's just vibe-y. like everybody's doing their own thing, and they're in this tribal like yeah. kind of mindset, mm-hmm. you know. And um, yeah, I was hooked, but I but I had to still make money, so I started to do jobs that were in San Francisco, mm-hmm. but were in the '80s music, mm-hmm. so still stuff I was doing. Um, And then I got the job uh, while I was working at uh, Oasis, playing house music with a friend of mine, Matthew Consola, who I had done weddings with. Like we were like working at a wedding, Uh you know, uh, company, Windy City DJs. Um, The owner was Paul Hopper. That's also as a DJ, how you made money. So I worked, did weddings. I DJed at the strip clubs. Mm-hmm. I was the MC. I was the DJ. I was still performing, right? Yeah. Still entertaining, but mm-hmm. no, it wasn't like the the best job. But the tips were good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was
0: you know the perks weren't bad. Yeah. But it wasn't really what I was focused on. Mm-hmm. It was just to make a living. So weddings. I mean, I, after you do so many weddings, it's like burnout on that too. Yeah. But point being, I got uh, connected with Matthew, who was. Had connections in San Francisco Mm -hmm. in the gay community. And then I had I met the DNA Lounge who had just been purchased by Rob Schneider, the comedian.
2: Okay. And his
0: brother, John Schneider. Oh. So these two brothers, and this is um I want to say ninety-five. Okay. Oh,
2: that's when I was born. Maybe ninety-four.
0: Yeah. So you (laughs) were just born. So obviously you weren't there at the club. Okay.
2: (laughs) Not as an
0: infant. But um, but yeah, so so i really hit it off with john schneider his his brother who's um still good friends with me to this day and uh the dna was a club that was used to be alternative Mm -hmm. and then they went commercial like more like top 40 so they would have a disco band called groove line
1: oh nice okay (laughs) groove
0: line had the big fro wigs and the whole disco getup, and Love they would it. do the cover cover <laughs> band stuff, and then they would play a couple of sets. I would play in between their set, mm-hmm. and then I'd go on after, and mm-hmm. the club would stay up until like two or three.
2: Okay,
0: that was that was a great gig. Um, it was also right around the time uh, I was um, saw Pro Tools. Okay, mm-hmm. so the digital audio workstations um, yeah. had just come on the scene. I saw Pro Tools and it also was another aha moment because I used to do these things on the reel to reel and like literally like cut the tape and then splice it together. Wow. So when I discovered non destructive editing, digital, it was digital back then, um, you know, it changed changed my life. I was like, and they were all, the tracks were all different colors. And Uh I always identified music, kind of saw it in my mind as colorful. Okay. right so i like just identified it and then i started a um what we call is a compilation cd mm-hmm. um and my friend matthew and i came up with this uh compilation called go girl <laughs> hey right and it was basically house music uh-huh. that people this is before downloading this was before this is before napster even Oh, wow. Like, right around the same time Napster kind of mm-hmm. started to hit. But, but yeah, it's like you can't – the labels were – you could buy the album, but there's only one song on there that was you wanted. Yeah. So it wasn't – like, there was this disconnect. So we would take those songs, and we would mix them together and put them on a CD. Okay,
2: cool.
0: And they were just promotional, so we would only do a 1,000, but Go Girl became this really big deal. We'd go to the Gay Pride, Folsom Fair – and se- have a booth,
2: uh-huh.
0: and we were, get, you know, selling these CDs. So that was really cool, and made it kind of helped my popularity in yeah. San Francisco, right? People started to yeah, know who you were. Yeah, and so I was kind of like, you know, um, uh, just involved with the the gay community as well, just for my association with Matthew and stuff, and uh, and then DNA Lounge. So mm-hmm. I had this like I was kind of like all cross platform mm-hmm. and. DNA Lounge was amazing because um, not only was it one of the hottest clubs in San Francisco when they took it over, um, it was a place where that Prince played. Mm-hmm. So he would he would do his concerts and then he would uh, just show up at the DNA Lounge. Nice. Yeah, and he would just do these, you know, shows uh-huh. for a small audience because he really liked to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I've met Prince a couple times. I've met a lot of stars at the DNA Lounge through Rob and his brother. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just kind of like it kind of kept me in that whole like entertainment acting kind of vibe. So that's never gone away. So at that point, I started to dabble in acting in San Francisco. I got an agent. I've done some TV commercials. I might have sent you some of those links. If if not, Uh I, I will. But yeah, I mean... I always, always wanted to do both. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I'm, I'm an entertainer of different sorts and I want to, I love acting and, and I love music. And so why can't I just have them all do
1: it all kind of mm-hmm. come
0: together, which is easier said than done, Yeah, you know, <laughs> however, uh, I managed and right around that time too. I was, um, I had, uh, let's see in the, in the late nineties, my daughter was born, um, in 99 and um so that was that was really cool and uh the dna ended um and then a new club was opening up called ruby sky
1: yeah i know ruby sky i don't it's not ruby sky it's not it's called august August hall Hall. now yeah Yeah. but it
0: had a 17 year run yeah Uh, and i was fortunate enough to be the resident there when they first opened that's awesome that was a neat that was neat um so I'm, i totally forgot like what your question was, but I love going off just on talking uh. on the journey. <laughs> the journey is what it's all about. It
1: is. It is. I think my question was, how did you get into house music?
0: Plastic Dreams, That's by awesome. J D. Yeah, and it's still to this day. And I do like. So I'm also pretty focused on vocal. I like. I like singing. So my house music would tend to be have lyrics. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm not opposed to good driving beats and bass lines and all mm-hmm. that. But um, I still like a good melody and yeah. some good, you know, so vocals.
1: Who, who do you listen to, like, now?
0: Well, that's a good question. I mean, I like, uh, I like, I don't really follow producers, per se. I mean, I am certainly plays like, Calvin Harris stuff and David Guetta stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, um, I mean, for a while I was kind of into Dead Mouse, Um but again, it, there's a certain amount of um, electronic tech that is a little too out there for me, you know, but I know everybody digs it. So I'm kind of like, I'm always kind of the last to, I'm not ahead of the curve in a lot of ways. I don't, I don't feel like I am, but at the same time, I, I don't try to be. Uh-huh. I just play music I like. Yeah, and I think that's the uh, focus of house music for me. Is kind of like I've never been a follower. Okay, and so it's always worked for me that way. I just play what what I think is good. Yeah, and it's and it works because if I like it, then people like it. People and, will like it. Yeah, and that's cool thing about house music crowds too, is they're not they're not a, they're more. Um, I don't I don't know how to say it without like I'm not trying to trash talk people that listen to other music yeah. or anything but they just they're not up there making a lot of request they don't request you know yeah, can you play this can you play that listen. they just appreciate that I'm expressing myself. Uh-huh. You know, it's just what's cuz cuz a lot of the underground music, house music is is brand new, it's not on the radio.
1: Yeah. Electronic but music it's itself is not isn't it, on the radio. but what
0: happens is if something becomes really popular then all of a sudden, now they're playing it on the radio. Yeah. Like Robin S was the first uh, "Show Me Love." Yeah, you've got to show me love, mm-hmm. right? It's huge classic now. Yeah, but that was one of the first house songs that came out that I was playing at the DNA Lounge mm-hmm. in the middle of Depeche Mode, Madonna, Bus a Move, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. And then you know, I would slip in more house music. Um, a little bit later Sneaky. in the night you know what i mean <laughs> so it's like kind of educating those guys and then after dna i would go to a, a club uh, called 1015 Folsom mm-hmm. which had a party called release okay and release was the after hours place and it took me a while to get in there like i was new but i did have go girl that so i had some some reputation yeah. But it's really hard to get in there. So I had some fans that campaigned for me. Okay,
2: cool. I didn't like
0: send them out there to campaign, but they would always like go to the promoter and be like, hey, is you, you try hiring this guy, B.B. Hayes, blah, blah, blah. So that was really neat to be able to like, because it is very political business. Like it's, you got to know people and yeah. you got to kind of.
1: It's really annoying. It's annoying as <laughs> It's fuck so annoying. annoying. Yeah, it's, I'm not. Because yeah, I, I try not to. I'm. You know, you deal with that too. It's the same thing. Like even like me trying to even reach out to people for interviews is difficult, and it's like really? people just like dodge me and just no. <laughs> it's it's so yeah. I totally yeah. understand it. It's very difficult to connect with people. No, you're
0: important, soupy soup.
1: Thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, relevance is a is a thing. It's um. I actually um, struggle with it uh, from time to time when when you're an artist who's successful you're doing well and then and then if you're not then all of a sudden i'm not worthy anymore and it's a it's an ego thing but it's also just this it's very common because we're i'm very you know i'm fame driven i'm ego driven i like to entertain i get a lot out of it myself and i I like giving to people right Mm -hmm. but i identified who I was with my DJ persona, mm-hmm. and that's really not who I am. Yeah, you know, I am yeah. not BB Hayes. You know, I was born William Hayes. Uh-huh. People call me Billy. Uh-huh. You know, so you know, if I lose that um, self, then it's uh, it can be very very depressing yeah right so there's been a, m- a lot of moments in my career my life when those those times happen but then you kind of have to reinvent yourself yeah right and mm-hmm. so yeah you'll have a lot of those in your life too and i uh, <laughs> yeah and i know you're you seem like a very resilient person and you're gonna find way to I'm, yeah. keep going right very i determined. mean yeah so don't ever be discouraged i mean that's i know you're not and i don't think it's an accident that we are Connected now because Yeah. You know, I mean there's obviously some sort of synergy mm -hmm. that
1: happened. It's amazing how you know, people are put into your life for a reason. It's it's interesting how we met and like literally just I happened to get scheduled to work this event and
2: that that event and that's how I met you. Like so so crazy. So are
0: you into like quantum theory?
1: Um yes, I guess. Is that like string theory? Yeah,
0: like we're all connected. Yeah. And um, if I, you know, if I have a, a thought or an intention, um, and it's, you know, in a positive aspect of where I'm going or even in, in negative, it's, it's almost like the law of attraction, which is kind of a, a thing too. That's a huge
1: thing. It's, yeah. it's, it,
0: I, I really do believe that we create our own reality and that 100%. when you're, when, you're mm-hmm. when you are focused and doing, I mean... Of course, breakdowns happen. Life happens. Yeah. And it's it's kind of how you spin it mm-hmm. into, I didn't plan on that. Like, you know, if you want uh, it, to, it's it's always a surprise. Life is never what you imagined it to yeah. be. So in in that sense, though, I'm kind of in a place now where um, it when the door opens, you have to be ready to step through it. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. Right.
1: I, I've been starting to see stuff like that online lately. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, when one door opens or one door closes and another one opens, but it's like you have to be ready to totally. like, go through it and like do it. And I was like, dang, like I I need to work on my I look back at a lot <laughs> of doors that
0: closed before I walked through them because yeah. I just wasn't there, like awareness of of where you're going and you know, even if it's not even if you have a plan, it's kind of like just be ready for that to go to shit. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have to like adjust like this is life, you know? It's yeah. like who nothing ever goes exactly the way you never, want. So for me, never. it's no accident that you know we ran into each other because we're both putting ourselves out there. Yeah. And the the chance meeting happened because we're both on the same kind of
1: path. Path of music. Right.
0: Yeah. So that's neat. And so I'm kind of in that um frame of mind uh, Kind of, I'm not trying to take too much of a tangent. <laughs> no, it's but, okay. Um, but because of uh, just my spiritual kind of connection with the universe, quantum theory makes sense to me because they're already, you know, th- the things that science says, you know, 10 or 20 years from now will be junk science. I mean, what they think now is a lot of times it turns out to be BS.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, like they used to think the world was flat. Yeah. Right, and that was that was accepted. I mean, we were the center of the universe, do, but... right? Some... Ah, right? There's a lot of flat earthers. Oh my god! There's... So, oh, they, so it kind of gets us into the whole, you know, conspiracy theories and stuff, <laughs> yeah. which is a fun. It's a fun tangent. And the reason I I think it's probably um, still relevant to our conversation <laughs> is because, um, like, when I make music, I feel like I'm in touch with, um, like. I want to say a higher power but just the universe, the universe like yeah. you kind of have to be receptive to mm-hmm. to what's being you know yeah. um what's what's going on in in your brain and your 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 spirit right so for me when i'm down and i'm not feeling um inspired that's part of it mm-hmm. that's part of it like okay let me be present with that let me be let me be focused on the reality that like okay so i'm not I'm not feeling creative right now. It's that it's not a bad thing. No. And right? And everyone hits those. Everybody hits un- those. Yeah. Right? I mean, I
1: hit them too sometimes coming up with stuff like, oh, man, what am I going to do for my next show? Like, I
0: right. not, have no idea. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. And so you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And, um, again, that that is, you know, it's, it's important that um, you keep moving forward because a lot of us as human beings tend to stay stagnant. It's safe. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in a place... Yeah, You feel feel safe. You don't want to, like, fail. You don't
1: want to leave your bubble. You don't want to
0: leave your bubble. And I'm no different, you Mm -hmm. know. So um, for me, it's been, like, an, an incredible journey of, like, even after my daughter was born and Ruby Sky was the top of my game. Like, it was the number one club, like, in San Francisco, but also, like, even on the planet at one point. It was like ruby sky was like
1: no cuz San
0: Francisco too so it was like yeah. this you know a lot of focus on San Francisco so I was very fortunate to be uh, chosen to be this resident DJ there That's
1: awesome that's a huge deal And it didn't
0: last very long it lasted two or three years
1: Okay but I mean that's still good it a was a good pretty good run right yeah. I felt like it was a
0: good run and I nobody can ever take that away from me but yeah. but after it ended I didn't really springboard like i when i look back i'm like boy, i really could have uh handled that better mm-hmm. but you know again that life happened like i said it's like my my daughter was born and maybe that relationship wasn't working out with her mom and then 2006 by then my father had passed away and you know i did fall into a really dark depression mm-hmm. and um found myself using drugs and alcohol uh to an unhealthy you know uh, extent to where um you know, if I hadn't gotten sober, I don't know if I'd still be here.
2: Wow!
0: So that was an important, like, like again, you kind of have to embrace the dark to be able to get back, back. to the light. Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, I so I've always been an ancient alien theorist. Ayo. <laughs> I know we
2: talked about that yeah. a little bit. So, but We're it's a, it's a good that. segue
0: because of my my uh, music that's coming out right now. Mm-hmm. I have two songs out. Um. That are in that genre, which I, it's, it's basically what I call a theme album or it's an EP with six songs. Okay. Um, I don't think we're alone in the universe. I just don't yeah. think we're ready. There's, like you were saying that. Yeah. I don't like think how, no, there's
1: absolutely no way we are alone here. Like,
0: no, it's kind of absurd to think that I know, like, but
1: yeah, if you think we are the only people that exist, like, right. Uh, You need to think again because go to the Cal Academy and do the planetarium thing. That (laughs) will trip you the F out. I did that. I did like the Thursday night, like, Cal Academy thing. And when we did the planetarium thing, and they zoomed out, and it was like, if you think about it too much, it'll drive you crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. And I was like, they were doing it and like zoomed out, and I was like, Wow. wow. Right. We're
0: you so spent a, <laughs> a lot of time contemplating the universe in your life. You yeah. will, it will it will happen and I do. I enjoy it. You know, I It's I, interesting.
1: It's interesting to get to that level of like thinking of like, wow, like we are literally just like a
0: We're so small. And our an lifespan ant.
1: We're a, a little speck of dust in the universe. The
0: lifespan our lifespan is so short in comparison to how long the universe's been around, yeah. how long the planet has been here. And it's kind of like um, it brings me back to appreciating the moment mm-hmm. that we're in, because if you're, yeah. you know, you're living in the past that you you can't change, yeah, or living in the future that hasn't happened yet,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's not living.
1: No, it's not.
0: Right. So it's I'm really like, come, and and you know, we all kind of need support in bringing us back to the moment, because yeah. we all do. I mean, it's human that we're. We're regrets and we're thinking th- about wishing the past, thinking that about the I'm gonna be somewhere, and so I'm mm-hmm. focused now on on achievable smaller goals rather than where I want to be, and I compare myself to somebody else who's where that where I want to. And it's like yeah. people people check me all the time. They're like, "Don't don't that's ridiculous because you are who you are, and you've already you're already successful. You're already who you are, mm-hmm. and you're doing what you love."
1: Yeah, that's you something know. super important that I've noticed for, like, I feel like in the music industry and, like, I struggle with it is just is to not look at people and, like, well, they're doing all this and look at them, but I'm just, like, I know. here. And, like, the other day I was, like, kind of having that and I was, like, you know what? Like, I have a lot. Compared to some other people too, like exactly. I'm perfect. Grateful. Like, I'm in a Just good spot. Grateful. Like I'm on my own path, and I shouldn't compare myself to other people because everyone's different.
0: Well, it it reminds me of a really great story. Okay, this was my moment, uh, my another aha moment, uh-huh. an epiphany. So I'm I'm working at Ruby Sky. Um, these new friends, these people who are fans came came in, and I remember meeting them. Um. Omar Mendoza and his friend Benny, and um, uh, they came in, I think there was a bunch of other people with them too, but at some point it was like they were new fans, and I literally invited them to my house in San Jose, Uh you know, I come on over and I'll, you know, give you some CDs and I'll show Benny wanted to be a DJ, so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, Um, and so they came over. And at that time, I had TV commercials out, too. So I was showing them my TV <laughs> uh-huh. commercials. And I was like, this brand-new friendship, right? So then Ruby Sky ended. And years had gone by. And I ended up running into Omar again at the Fireman's Barbecue in Santa Rosa. Oh, wow. Like, it was just kind of my daughter lived there with mm-hmm. her mom. And we were still co-parenting and stuff. But, you know, separated. And um, it was running into Omar was amazing. And he's like, oh, maybe he's like, Benny would love to see you, you know, Aww. cause he's like, you know, DJing in his garage. And this and that." <laughs>
1: wow. So you inspired someone else. Right. That's you know, awesome. and I thought
0: that was neat. Right. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. And,
0: um, we made arrangements for either the following week to meet up with Benny. I was back in town. My daughter was in lived there. So I was coming to see her again. Mm. And, and I called Omar and, uh, I left a message, but then he called me back, and and he says, "BB, I'm so sorry, but you know Benny died last night, you know." Oh my God! It was so like I was just ready to go meet with Benny that day. Like that was like my plan. Yeah. And um, it was a really, really big, tragic case in Santa Rosa. Somehow. Somebody while he was sleeping, like he was spending a night at a friend's house who happened to be a girl and her jealous boyfriend came over and like beat him to death. And it was just horrible. Right. So I'm
2: oh my, I'm like dealing with
0: this whole. Oh OK, God, so Benny's I was it was profound. So I decided to um, go to his service. Mm-hmm. Right. So as they had a wake. And then they had a service. So I show up to the. So I, I also just 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 to remind you that at this point in my life, like Ruby Sky had ended. My father had passed away. My career was in the shit. And I was literally glass half empty, three quarters empty place in my life, like pissed yeah. off at the world that I'm not getting mine. Yeah. Right. Right. And I decided to go to this service, and um, I show up at this service, and one by one, Benny's family members started coming up to me. Hmm. And they said, BB, he worshiped you. Wow. Like, that picture that you took at his at your house with him, he had it in the garage above his DJ system, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And your life, he, he wanted to be you. Wow. Like,
1: that's huge. You don't
0: understand how you affected Benny, right? And I didn't it really at that point. And then, then his sister came up to me, and she said, "Benny worshipped you, man. He wanted to be you more than anything. Thank you so much. Yes, he just, he just loved you so much. You don't have no idea." And I'm just like sit, and I'm just sitting there, like taking all this in. A, a person who's in a place of uh, not happy with my life. Yeah. And then his mom comes up to me and she didn't even speak English very well. And she's just like, she's like, Bibi, he, he loves you so much. And he DJs house music (laughs) and talk about you all the time. And I remember writing a a eulogy for him and speaking at there too, because it affected me so much. But the ultimate takeaway from that was that who am I? To be in a place of uh, uh, feeling unhappy with what I've, where I'm at in my life, when my life was what Benny's dream mm-hmm. was, like that was just a profound moment for me. Like, how dare I mm-hmm. not be happy with like m- my life is what some people's dreams are made out of. Yeah, so. When I look back at this, yeah. That's
1: a powerful moment.
0: It was. And it's still to this day. um, I'm really good friends with Omar and their whole group and everything. And he's just been there for me, like through a lot of hard times and stuff, too. But it is one of those defining moments that I finally got off it and said, How just shut up about (laughs) wham, wham, boo -boo hoo, BB? What the hell is that all about? Mm -hmm. Like, Look at what you know. I just had to reevaluate
1: where you are, where I'm
0: at, Mm -hmm. where I've been, and so it was kind of the beginning of a self discovery. You know, where I've where I'm at now, and Ruby Sky ending, and Uh life going down a dark path, and my um, uh, struggle with addiction, and Mm then 2010. realizing through a lot of really bad experiences with you know drinking and drugs and jail like like i just was like life was over Mm -hmm. my mom's husband had passed away and i was i was just on this really just dark path where i finally just said you know i need help a lot of things happened as far as Mm -hmm. job and career and and i just was like what am i going to do with my life and i realized the thing that was in the way was i was depressed and killing myself with drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. so i put myself in rehab okay and it was the beginning of the rest of my life wow. because you know yeah it was all part of the the club scene and the stuff scene, but at the but... same time i realized i could not if i wanted to have a career again that i couldn't continue the same way
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um I'll be celebrating five years uh, clean and sober. So I just, just, I just don't do anything. But mm. you gotta understand, I'm a hippie, so <laughs> it's been a lot. Like it's a lifetime of that. So
2: yeah.
0: I don't. People can do moderation, and it doesn't bother me. It's like I'm in charge of my own yeah. s- health and my sobriety. So I can't do moderation. So therefore, I have no business drinking and and using. So mm. so five years will be November seventeenth.
1: Wow! Congrats! That's Thank huge. you. Yeah.
0: It was six years since rehab, but it took me, like, I, you know, stumbled, which is part of it, you know. Long story short, there are, now, the world is about possibility for me. Yeah. And sure, I'm older, but I'm, in my mind, I'm still (laughs) 20-something, you know.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I have a lot more I want to do. Yeah. You know, I have more, like, my, even my creativity, like, was kind of down the last, like, Six months. Mm-hmm. I got back into school nice. um, for advanced electronic music production. Okay, um, where at? Ableton. It's called The Recording Connection. Okay. They're based in LA, but they have a, an online arm here. Yeah. It's Well, it's online. It's a mentorship, actually.
2: Oh, cool. That's yeah. awesome. So
0: I go to a studio in Sausalito okay. um, and do what, some one-on-one. And then there's some workbook online and then mm-hmm. some calls with some you know, support and... Um, but but that's cool because music production has been like that's where it's at with house music especially Mm -hmm. like yeah you gotta you gotta gotta be be producing the music Mm -hmm. so that's why i started doing the ancient alien album (laughs) yeah which i just Uh gave you so it's called it's called disclosure two songs have been released on other labels there's one um called the phoenix lights which is on my uh my friend matthew consola's label His label is called Swishcraft. Okay. Swishcraft is really blowing up. Like he's Matthew's like my hero because he owns a label. I'm not really label material to own a label. is a whole other like job. That
1: is a whole. I'm just
0: trying to produce music and be into acting (laughs) and you know having fun and all that. But I'm producing music, having them released on other labels.
1: That's cool, yeah.
0: And so uh, Phoenix Lights is the first track on that CD I gave you. Um, you can find it online, B.B. Uh, Hayes, uh, Phoenix Lights. Um, it's on all the download sites, you know, YouTube and okay. Beatport and TrackSource. And Phoenix Lights is the largest mass UFO sighting in history. Uh, it was in Phoenix, Arizona in 1997. Thousands of people videoed and witnessed these giant lights in a V-shape hovering, uh, slowly going over Phoenix, Arizona. And it's well documented.
2: Crazy. So I named the song
0: Phoenix Lights. Okay. Then uh, the other song has been released called Anunnaki. Now, if you've ever watched Ancient Aliens.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> um, the Anunnaki are the um the gods that the Sumerians say came down to earth and created the human beings um uh, genetically engineered us somehow to be um, a hybrid of their of genetic code mm-hmm. um uh, there's there's a lot of books um Zachariah Sitchin and uh, ancient aliens is, says it a lot but it's basically Anunnaki stands for those who from heaven to earth came. Wow. So that's why that whole lore of, and it, I know it bumps up against religion a lot, uh-huh. but for me it's like, why can't creation and evolution both exist? Yeah. You know, so that, that's kind of my thing. But Anunnaki is the other track that's out on the voodoo label. Um, and then I have four of the ones that I'm shopping right now. So those are unreleased on the CD yeah. I gave you. So, enjoy those. And then I'm, you know, got more projects I'm working on, like uh-huh. vocal, how I'm doing some vocal well, stuff. And, nice. you know, like, because yeah. I love that. But, but that was like, now I'm back into production and I want to take it to the next level and just make better music. Yeah. Travel so the world.
1: Yes. That is the dream. That's theme. what
0: I'm doing now. It's exciting.
1: Nice. Are you, are you just, to travel
0: or are you No, I want to DJ. Yeah. Okay, so cool. what uh, kind of what's inspired that too was last year I went to Paris for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, some guy uh, saw me in in San Jose at a place called the a um, There's two house clubs in San Jose, which is funny because that's where I cut my teeth as a DJ. Mm-hmm. And now a am kind of more back in of Jose than I am in San Francisco uh-huh. after doing the whole route in San Francisco. Um, he came in and he's like, we exchange, you know, information mm-hmm. and he's... you He's French, so he didn't speak English very well, but enough to where I was like, okay, let's get yeah. our information. And I stayed in contact. He said, I'm having a birthday, and I want you to come and DJ to Paris. I'm like, "Wow." okay, well, we'll see. You know, it's kind of like a little bit like woo-woo, you know? Yeah. But I kept following up, you know, and then it looked like it wasn't going to happen. But then an email back and forth, and I'm like, look, I'll I'll just come out there. You paid for the ticket. He did? Yeah. Oh. I said, you pay for the ticket. I will come out there. So. Wow. He bought my plane ticket and I luckily had family who live in Paris. So my, oh. my uncle, um, has uh, his, his wife's sister um, lives and is married to a guy in Paris. So I got to stay with them. Oh, that's nice. It was a 10-day trip. And they, uh, this guy had his birthday out in um, this countryside at this old mill. This mill is 400 years old, right? There's oh, wow. a, lot of, a lot of culture, a lot of history. A lot yeah. of, and um, so he has this, this cool party out there. And uh, it's his 50th birthday, I guess, whatever. And then he had me spend the night at this mill, which they have weddings there, I guess, still. But it used to be a nightclub but it closed down because there was a lot of like violence and Mm. murder and stuff or something happened. Like it was really (laughs)
2: good.
0: They're like, well, you're going to spend the night here and we'll come back in the morning and and pick you up. It's a nice room upstairs. It's like the honeymoon suite or whatever. Mm -hmm. Really wasn't like a honeymoon suite. It's just like a bed with a room in a room. No cell phone service, no internet, no nothing. And I'm like, it's like 3 in the morning when it all ended. And they're like, put me up in this room. I'm like, okay, oh, cool. And I'm up there. And literally, everybody left. And right about, I was there kind of settling in. I had some, I had some, uh, uh, I put some movies on my phone. Okay. Right? Because yeah. I was like, you know, I didn't know where I'd be or everything. So I kind of like watching those on the phone. But <clears throat> I remember um, at some point, I'm sitting there on the bed. And all the lights went
1: oh hell no
0: i'm just like
1: i'd be out of there <laughs> deuces but literally
0: i had no cell phone service i didn't have a car i was stuck uh, at that, this old 400 year old mill that
1: is like the absolute that i <laughs> right i'm getting like anxious right? thinking, just thinking about, about it because being me about in that it. position sounds terrible. another like i
0: think it was for it, was, it seemed like forever but i think it was like five minutes like I even I like took my phone and the light. And I was like looking around. Nobody was there. Like it was, everybody was gone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the lights came back on. Like I don't. That's so. It
1: weird. just freaked me out, right? Yeah. So what
0: I decided to Especially do,
1: considering it's like a four hundred year old, right, right mill, and people have died so there. So <laughs> to make
0: it, to make it, because this is just how I'm built. It's like okay, how am I gonna spin this into like it's not so bad? Is I made a. Um, a, a a video of me it was kind of like a paranormal thing so um. i have my phone and the actor in me kind of came out yeah. but it was it was part partly true so there was like i'm going to embellish this and it's going to be fun and i was mm-hmm. like so i'm do this
1: yeah like,
0: like panicking the, the lights just went off i'm in this 400 here oh no you know I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and so i recorded all that and later posted it to facebook and stuff but, but bottom line is, yeah, I barely slept.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: They came back, 9 in the morning, whatever. We went out to breakfast and this and that. But what a an amazing experience, right? Yeah. So I stayed in communication with Francois. Francois is like this uh, – he travels around the United States. He's got two different like um, uh, tech companies.
1: Okay, cool. Wow.
0: So he does really well for himself yeah. and like he's like – one of my biggest fans and so i'm like stay in touch with him hey francois i want to come to paris again he's like yeah for sure he's like when i come to san jose again let's get together so every time he comes to the bay area we get together Mm -hmm. and this is since last year like it's been over a year now but next year i'm going to go again Mm -hmm. and he's got contacts at the clubs i've got my uh epk all set up now which is uh, for those of you out there electronic press kit um and then I have contacts in Germany. People who Mm -hmm. I know from San Francisco who are producers or just fans who live in Germany, they have contacts. So it really is about the possibility of traveling the world because it's about who you know and the contacts and Mm -hmm. having all of your ducks in a row, Yeah. right? So last time he came uh, to San Jose, which was just like last month, um, he followed me to the Cardiff in San Jose, stayed at a hotel there. Came out to Walnut Creek, which is where I do '80s night mm-hmm. in um, at a place called Retro Junkie, okay, which is similar to DNA. Yeah, they do '80s cover bands. Oh, so it's like I started DNA doing '70s cover bands, <laughs> and you're doing doing my, 80s. now I'm doing '80s cover band, and then I go on after them. So it's the same kind of formula, but it's mm-hmm. just it's an awesome place, mm-hmm. Retro Junkie in Walnut Creek. Um, you're invited. You're VIP. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's keep that clear. And so he, like, is my contact there, and I also have family. So, yeah, so Paris in Germany is the next focus. Um,
1: That'll be awesome. I used to work – when I worked at, like, the Midway and Public Works, one of the um, bookers, she traveled around Europe and played a lot of techno, and I think she was in (coughs) – I want to say she went to like Berlin or Germany, some somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah, she did that, and it, yeah. was, it
0: was really cool. Well, it's time to travel. Like once yeah. you once you do it all, like in this Bay Area, it's like that's what there is next for me. Anyway, like it's almost like telling me. I mean, I probably could have done it before, but instead of regret that I didn't, it's kind of like, well, what what was missing back then that I that I can do now? Yeah. So I'm looking back at it more like. Okay, what what's missing? Yeah, Yeah. rather than like, oh crap, you know, I didn't do that, and it's too late. Wah! I'm not there anymore. (laughs) I'm not there, so I'm taking action.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I take action, uh, something every day to further uh, that goal, which Uh is travel, um, and part of my uh, decision. um, So I'm also moving to Los Angeles. Did I tell you that?
1: No, you didn't. Oh my god. So
0: this is a great story because it is a dj it's music focused um my friend john schneider who i told you about from the dna lounge yeah years go by so let's see sometime in the early 2000s ruby sky was still in touch and then 10 years go by or something he like calls me out of the blue Mm -hmm. this was like like a little over two, like a year and a half ago, maybe he's like, BB, what's up? I just, what have you been doing?" He's like, "I missed you all these years." He's like, "I mean, <clears throat> he's like, I, what have you been up to and what's going on?" I'm like, to, kind of told him what's happening and where I've been, where kind of where I've come through, and mm-hmm. kind of where I'm at now. And he was like, "Wow, I'm so impressed, <laughs> like so happy that you're doing good." And he's like, "I just want to reconnect with you." Right. Yeah, because he's like well connected in L.A. in the in the music business, but also in the acting field and this and that. He says, "I told him, I said, I'm I'm a little frustrated because San Francisco is not what it was in the '90s. Like it's just not like it was such a heyday, you know." And he's like, "I know." He's like, "I'm not surprised. You're frustrated because it's changed. It's like you got Google and Salesforce and Mm -hmm. Twitter and all these companies move in there, and and now it's just a whole different vibe and." Yeah. It's also a really small footprint for you.
1: I've, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> I, I even, can see why you're
0: done. Yeah, I'm done. I don't know what to do. I want to travel. I want to. He's like, he's like, honestly, he says, I'm just gonna tell you straight, and I say this in modesty, but I'm quoting him. He's like, BB, you're just always one of the most talented people I've ever known, and I think that you don't, you need to be. Not in San Francisco anymore.
1: Yeah, basically telling you. He's you like, need to move. he's like, everybody
0: moved down here. And so, why don't you come down to visit? So, I go down to visit. And this is where it gets interesting. I go down for about a week and I visited John and we hung out. And he's got a really nice house in the North Hills. Mm-hmm. He's like, why don't you just come around with me uh, for the week? And we'll just, you'll be like, my uh, stuck on my hip, you know, <laughs> whatever. Him. My shadow, yeah. yeah. We go around and he's um, pitching uh, ideas to movie people mm-hmm. in the acting business. And I find myself in Howie Mandel's offices.
1: <laughs> Just casually. <coughs> yeah, he's like walking in he's like, oh I'm pitching the show to
0: Howie Mandel. And he's got, you know, John's really involved with a lot of, you know, heavy hitters still yeah. and stuff. And he's like got a lot of contacts. And uh, so we're in Howie Mandel's, and I'm just observing, like, who's this guy? And this BB Hayes used to, you know, DNA Lounge. Remember, everybody remembers DNA Lounge. And, you know, <laughs>
1: do they? And, I yeah. do they still own?
0: DNA no, ones? he they sold it in there in like 2000. Okay. Yeah. So okay. It had a, it had like a five year run, you okay. know, which I was there. But it's before Ruby Sky. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's like, okay, he's on my hip this week, and just that. So I'm sitting there, and they're pitching this kids. Show, mm-hmm. like it's a sizzle reel they call them, right?
2: Mm-hmm. It's where it's
0: just like a little bit of a like a pitch reel, or it's like yeah. kind of an example of what the show would be. So, they're all like, and they kind of discussing business, and this and Howie Mandel's either in or not. You know, you know, wasn't we really sure, but kind of sat there. And the next thing you know, I'm, you know, John's like, you want a picture with Howie? I'm like, yeah,
2: I <laughs> picture with
0: Howie. So uh-huh. I, you know, and he's homo, he's not homophobic, <laughs> he's germophobic. <laughs> So I shook his elbow. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. So it was really cool. And then, you know, John's taking me around. He's like, went to a music studio when he was like having uh, these actors that he knows do voiceover for an animated thing. Right. So I'm in the studio with a studio engineer. So it's kind of like back in my element there and yeah. stuff. And we're just hanging out. So it's like the whole week went by. And it really wasn't that. Much of a, a difficult decision, but I was told my son, I really do. I would like to move down here, you know. It's like, wow. you know, my daughter's going to college and she's this and that. And I said, I'm kind of done in San Francisco. He's so like, well, you should move down here. You know, I was like he's like, you're going to do so good down here. Like, you've got all the connections you need. And my acting crew is also down there. So I mm-hmm. used to be part of, I told you, like improv group. And
2: yeah.
0: They all moved down there. And mm-hmm. so I'm in contact with them again. Wow. Um, the Street School Artist Collective um and uh they used to meet over over here too um uh 20 years ago when i was in the acting thing pretty big but now they're down there and they're starting tramp art which is another kind of arm of this acting collective and so i've got all these people down there and i told you uh so greg camp from smash mouth is also down there is a good friend of mine he wants to collaborate on movie soundtracks and it's like the stars have aligned. If you lack for a better, yeah, you know, that's cliche, awesome. if you will. John says, uh, "Why don't you, you can just move in here with me?" I'm like, shut up. <laughs> he lives with his wife and his four dogs or something, and he's got, you know, I used I DJed his daughter's like sixteenth birthday, and now she's <laughs> out of college. Like, oh. that's how long we've known each other. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, you know, we have a room here. You pay the same you're paying in San Francisco. I'm I might be, you know, I have these two buildings in the back of his house. One is his offices and then there's this other for this storage and he might make that into a he said you could build a studio Wait. back here. Oh, wow. I'm like kind of pinching myself, really, because it's really, you know it is um I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful cuz not everybody has those kind of opportunities. Yeah. uh uh-uh. So he said for reals and he's like for reals. I'm like okay, but I can't do this a knee jerk reaction thing. I have to like I'm not a spontaneous guy really. I'm a little more of a planner. I am. So, I said in 1 year, I'm going to move down there. And I'm going to save up enough money to make sure I'm not struggling. I mean, mm-hmm. I have jobs here as a DJ, so I can't like give these up. I have to like plan on like bunching those up on one weekend yeah. so I can come back here and work and uh-huh. then I can find jobs down in LA. Yeah. And He's like, you want to dabble in the acting business, that's cool. You'll be around if you want to, you know, get a part-time job in the tour business or whatever. And, like, de- cl- there, he says it's just more spread out. There's more opportunity. There's more mm-hmm. going on. Like,
1: yeah, there is a lot more going on in
0: so, SoCal. So that was a year ago. And now it's... Snap. I'm gonna be moving. It's so. time. Yeah, wow. so it's That's happening awesome. again. I will be back here a lot, Yeah. and I want to keep all of my connections and and yeah. my my foot in the door here. Um, but it's a new adventure. It's time. Mm-hmm. It's no accident. It's in. It's part of that door that opened. I was ready, ready to ready have to it, it there. It. So it's. I'm. I'm. I'm nervous as hell. Like I'm scared to oh, death. I'm but sure. but it's kind of like so I mean that's it wouldn't be life if you weren't swinging out and and taking risks
2: exactly right
0: and it again it's not like I'm I mean there was a time when I was like hitchhiking to San Diego (laughs) with my juggling bag this was before I was a DJ Uh I was like my juggling bag and some raw potatoes to eat wow and I was hitchhiking to santa barbara to visit my friends in college like that's kind of where my mindset was at like uh-huh. I didn't, i'm didn't, i just lost guy so yeah when you come from that now it's kind of like i have a purpose i have goals i achieve them i not mm. i plan it out saving up a lot of money to to go i have a place to go i have a purpose i have contacts and we'll see so I'm, I'm actually going down november 5th i'm also changing my uh so I'm in school, so I had to like, mm-hmm. how's that going to work? So they're transferring me
2: okay. to a
0: studio in LA. Nice. I'm halfway okay. through my school. They're like, no problem. We'll we'll get you a new mentor down there. You know.
1: That's nice. That they're willing to work. Yeah, with, I mean, you
0: it's know? again, it's it's a school that they want me to succeed, and yeah. it wasn't cheap. It's certainly a um, accredited um, mentorship kind of school. Uh-huh. Um, I could have gone another route, but um, I got I got some help from. Um, the workers comp case that I have, which is kind of an interesting turn of events, but I was a tour guide on a bus and the bus caught on fire. So I have like some asthma from it. So they gave me money to go back to school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what am I gonna do with this money? I'll go back to recording school. Nice. Learn what what the next level of that's stuff is. That's awesome. Because you
1: know? not a lot of people would <coughs> not a lot of people would use money like that. For I know. Education. I don't I didn't know what I wanted to do. That's awesome.
0: But it seemed like the right thing. Yeah. You know? I mean I could have used it for acting classes or something like that. But uh, bottom line is it's just it's just the next evolution of my path. Yeah. Which is I look at it as the second half. I know I've already got 30 years. Most people <laughs> are like second half, you mean the last hurrah?
1: Oh my God. No. <laughs> no, I'm like
0: I'm like in for the I'm the long haul artist. Uh-huh. Like that's never gonna change. And so you know, uh, traveling, producing music, still participating with whatever it means to entertain. Mm-hmm. I'll probably do that.
1: That's awesome. I love that you just have like that direction and like you've always been drawn to it. And <coughs> it's like r- reassuring to me, too. Mm. Like, you know, you can follow what you want to do. Good you for know, you. If you're like motivated enough. and you have a very... I love to
0: hear that about you, too. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you've got it. You're the whole world ahead of you.
1: I'm trying. Yeah, you're trying. great.
0: You're great. I'm nice. so happy to have met you. Like we <laughs> can just like yeah. stay in contact and like let's do this Dude, again. Yeah. And, I mean, I it's all about promotion, and you have like. So I'm not that good at it, but it, it seems like you probably have a lot of uh, background in in the music business. Yeah. You know, so you've have, got a lot yeah. of that. Those tools too. Uh-huh. So I mean, I, I I can learn a lot from you.
1: Yeah, and I can definitely learn a lot from you. So that's kind of where it's at,
0: right? Like we're like now we're connected, and that's exciting for me. Like I'm so grateful to be on the show, and it's all part of this new. uh, Like I said, these second half of my journey. Yeah, is... and I'm
1: really glad I messaged you when I did, considering yeah. you're moving to LA. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and I
0: still would have come back for you. <laughs> I'd come back. Oh, we
1: could have done it over the phone. We could I do always do the that. Phone.
0: Do you do some phone in? Yeah. Yeah, um, but, I do
1: phone interviews.
0: But I'm, like I said, my I have family here, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm keeping the place in the sunset. My daughter is kind of going to college, so we're, okay. it's not where, like... Where
1: does she go to school? She goes
0: to San Francisco City.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, which okay. is,
0: San Francisco is the best Place to be if you want to go to school. Like she's, it's free for us. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're you know we're just starving artists type family. You know, it's like I'm not, not you know, independently wealthy or anything. So, because you know, San Francisco, there's no middle class anymore. No, you're either poor or you're really rich. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the, I'm, I'm the poor one. Same. But (laughs) uh, at the same time, I do pretty well. I mean, it's not like like I'm very feel very fortunate to. Uh, I'm not starving mm-hmm. artist I know that's a term but yeah. um, I mean when you look at me you could tell I'm not starving <laughs> oh <my> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no it really is just about following your dream for me mm-hmm. I I just can't, can't imagine my life any other way yeah I've tried nine to five jobs mm-hmm. and if it's not something I can actually do where I'm entertaining people then I don't last very long yeah, I I was kind of in that
1: <laughs> position too and then and I was very like I can't sit in an office. Like I I need to be like active. Like I like my past jobs have always been pretty active. And <clears throat> and then I ended up getting the gig at the other podcasting network. Mm-hmm. And when I got that, I was like, "Well, dang." So that's great. Now I have these three podcasts I'm working on, and then I decided to, and then I ended up getting a nine to five job mm-hmm. so that I can spend right. more money on right. my craft. Right, right. And so, so sometimes that's you have how it worked out for me. Sometimes but,
0: you got to do that. Yeah. And I'm never, you know, I've always looked into, I, I will if I have to, mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, because the the strip club thing got old and the wedding thing got old. Yeah. But at some points I'm kind of like, so I'm doing corporate. Once in a while, so I okay, did the cool. Sephora gig. I know the girl I that saw that. You saw on that? Instagram. Yeah, so that's like <laughs> th- it's certainly like in my wheelhouse again now. Like I'm, I'm willing to do that, um, knowing the organizer of Sephora. She's a good friend and a fan, so it's kind of like I've
2: awesome. kind of
0: like okay. So let me nurture that, uh-huh. right? And that that Sephora gig I've been doing now uh, two or three years, and it's been. Really, a, just a great once a year gig, uh-huh. but they do them all over the world. Oh, so that it's would be a good in cool. to have. Yeah, um, and the thing is, too, is it's like the music they she wants me to play is pretty. St- it's in the house genre, so they're more mm-hmm. like we're remixes of top forty. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but they're the house mixes, so I mm. can dig it. You know, yeah. At least I mean, it's house music. At least it's house, right? <laughs> there was so we had a silent disco.
1: Oh, that's awesome! At this
0: Sephora gig, so everybody's wearing headphones. Only my second one, so I didn't really know how it all works because I'm not a I'm not a sync button DJ. Mm -hmm. Like I like to just do it all old school, where I'm mixing by ear. Mm -hmm. But you can't with the silent thing; you don't have any music coming into your other ear. Yeah, I was gonna say, how would you separate?
1: Because don't you have the silent? You can mix. You can do it, but it's tricky. Yeah, it sounds but, like it. But there's a button
0: that actually syncs the two songs together now. The yeah. technology has come a long way. But so she you came, just ended yeah, up doing that. So people and I posted this on on the Instagram BB mm-hmm. uh, Hayes Club, um, <laughs> and everybody's dancing around silent disco. And she comes up to me, Kelly, and she's like, "What are you playing right now?" I'm like, "The new Miley Cyrus." She's like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's bad. It's an awesome song. She's never heard it. And my friend Matthew Consolid had this remix. And it was like, it's just a badass song. It's a badass remix. So I'm like, she's like, let me hear. Let me hear. And I'm like playing this new Miley Cyrus song, uh, Nothing Breaks Like a Heart. Mm-hmm. And it's just this awesome beat. And she's just like, wow, BB, Everybody's jamming. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you're doing. Keep doing it. It's all good. <laughs> People are happy. Uh-huh. And, you know, yeah, I went into some, like, 90s, like, I did some two thousands. I did some black eyed peas. I did some, yeah. you know, um, like some classic, like what the, we would call '90s house stuff. Um, uh, this is the rhythm of the night.
1: Classic. Oh nine, <laughs> you
0: know, and that, you know, so I just,
1: people still play that. Just, live. Oh my god, they people went play it live crazy all the time. They
0: just went cuckoo for that, <laughs> you know. So it's kind of like I kind of know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. I I love that. You have Just so much to talk trying about. Trying to keep my
0: options open without, you know. Yeah, I, I do. I, I do. And I like to share my story. It's, mm. I have a lot of, uh, like, I probably should, like, write a book.
1: Dude, honestly. You, you know, like, so many you, people you have, have told like me that. And you have, like, a lot of, like, life tips, especially for people in this industry. Right. Like, it's, yeah, it was nice hearing about it because it's kind of like, wow, like, I, yeah, it has its pitfalls me, like, and it's oh, got, yeah. but it's also it's like awesome. We, we all you know? experience it. And yeah. it's like, I'm not alone in experiencing these lulls right. in, you know, creating and.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I want to make a contribution to people. And, you know, that's part of the journey, too. It's like, yeah. you can't just go through life without um, contributing somehow. Yeah. And even though as an artist, you know, sometimes I feel like there's a certain amount of uh, ego and Mm -hmm. selfish, you know, self-absorbed and uh, driven in in a way of like, I am certainly um, an extrovert. Yeah. And so I I do, I love attention. (laughs) I'm not going to not admit that.
1: Are you, wait, okay. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Are you a Leo? I'm not. No.
0: No. Oh, Are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because
1: like Leos kind of have that like.
0: But this will trip you out.
1: We're very out there and like.
0: I just had my chart read. Uh-huh. So I had to give them my exact time of birth. Yeah. Where and the, the whole thing. Because uh, again, I will tell you my sign and, and why it's interesting when you said Leo. But ultimately, my the whole thing about astrology is that uh, we're mostly water. Yeah, and the planets rule the tides. Like the the moon yeah. controls so the it, tide of the ocean. Uh, it obviously, so affects high us. and women's like. I'm just without getting too weird. The menstrual cycle is like <laughs> by the moon and the monthly kind of cycles. And so, of course, we are connected with
1: oh, the universe. Just like when like the Mercury in retrograde was happening. Like there was a lot of like a weird ass things know. happening. And my,
0: my, and, they always warned me about those. And two. people
1: are always like, no, that's all BS. I'm like, girl, no, it is not BS. Like you're telling me that. The moon and planets in general that literally control our oceans right. and stuff right. have no effect on our moods and how we act. So
0: you're on the same page. Oh, 100 percent. And then again, yeah. as a you know, a reality check of like, is it a perfect science? No, because it's all relative to everybody's. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one thing to uh, subscribe to some of that, which is great, and it's fun, and it's helpful, and it's understandable. Mm-hmm. But we're all different, yeah. So there's there's that. So I try to give it a grain of salt. Yeah, it's like the alien thing too. It's <laughs> it's almost like you know I don't have exact proof I've never been abducted, but I want to be <laughs> that you
1: know of. that that I know. Of.
0: Like maybe we're all being abducted, and we only a know. few actually remember. Yeah, like maybe we are in the matrix. Don't get me started. Okay,
1: birds are fake. Okay, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, full circle is I'm so I'm a cancer. Okay, but I had my chart read, and it's actually I'm Leo, like Moon. Okay, and I think that's even so more you do powerful, have like a Leo. Oh, big side time, to you. like big time. And so I was reading the Leo Moon uh, part of the chart. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll send it to you because okay. I was reading it, and I told my friend I was like, OMG, and I sent it to my mom, and I was like that it, it just exactly describes me, as a artist like that's exactly like in one paragraph wow defined me and i was like okay that's a little trippy. wait is it
1: on like an app are you using like an app
0: yeah as a matter of fact it's it's kind of cool because it's um uh i i don't remember the app but i will um i want to remember where where it was from uh so i'll have to i'll have to look it up
1: okay 'Cause I I'm on an app and it's called The Pattern.
0: The Pattern. And it was
1: like it it needs to know like all that stuff too. Um, but I don't I don't really like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, let me see. I don't which think one. it's very accurate. My friend anymore. Ruthie Ruthie Sunshine is, is also a cancer and so we have this like massive like uh, synergy connection mm-hmm. and she um, is really into it and she's also she's she's a big fan and stuff, but she did my chart when I gave her my exact time of birth which uh it's right here and it's cha- chaos astrologer cost hold on let me just click on it Cosine. i can't read because i don't have my glasses
1: okay chaos astrology yeah let's yep. see
0: yeah chaos astrology free and it's astrology is not just predictive it's also productive okay, okay. <laughs> but it was kind of cute anyways That's when cool. i read when i read later. this one which was my leo uh-huh. it blew my mind it, yeah it's it's fun you know like i uh-huh. said it's not a perfect science or anything yeah. but it's it is fun to just kind of
1: read
2: stuff like yeah, that uh-huh. exactly
0: um So yeah, that's where we're at. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I mean I I basically there's so many like moon there's so many like parts of this mm -hmm. that there's like twelve the twelve houses of all of these planets. So I couldn't begin to just like try to discover what what I identified with because a lot of people be like, Oh well it's if they're just it's like a fortune teller, you know. Yeah. They're gonna randomly Find something that you relate to, and then you're going to connect with them. And go, oh my god, that's so you know. yeah. I get that. I get there's that aspect of it, but again, it's fun too. So you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. So you're Leo. Yes. And I'm Cancer. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if, what that means.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I just I ask if you're you were Leo because you kind of have that like Leo vibe, and I mean if you moon, your moon sign, yeah. I've, yeah. I've,
0: well, it was certainly a big part of the chart with mm-hmm. Leo. Um, so that's probably why. Are you, like, into it?
1: Into, Astrology? Like, yeah.
0: Oh, cool. Well, then, we need to talk more.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm super into all that stuff. I really do believe, like... I know this isn't, like, music-related for everyone listening. I know it's not music-related, but, I mean, whatever. <laughs> no, it but, doesn't have um, to be. No, yeah. I mean, we're just chatting. Yeah, I love it. I love <laughs> but, it. But, like... I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, yeah, but I'm, like, super into all, the, like, you know, we are connected to the universe and the universe really does have a lot of power over our lives and like all that stuff. I've really been getting interested in that. And then I got like my tarot cards read for the first time. Never had that. I've never had my tarot cards read before. And that was super crazy. It was super crazy, especially because she literally said everything that I'm going through And I'm like at that point, I had just started my new job. I was right in like a weird transition period of like, what should I do with my other job? Like, do I quit? Do I not? Like, what's going on
0: there? Did it help you a lot? Yeah. Yeah. And
1: she was like, you need to leave the past behind basically. Nice. you are on your new path coaching
0: it's good it's yeah it's I was life like, coaching damn yeah.
1: I needed that <laughs> like because my sister's
0: ne- into that the cards and the astrology and stuff so yeah. that's cool i'm I support you in that Thank and I <laughs> love to have that conversation with you more <laughs> obviously it's yeah it's a long conversation yeah but again it's um again it's it's important because we're um, we're all spiritual beings and yeah. we're all like connect. I just really believe that we are all connected. Yeah,
1: and like people's energies, like there's no way like you can't like I mean I can feel people's energies. Like I can feel when someone just has like a bad vibe and like right and you know and, like sometimes I'm around people and they like drain my energy because their energy is very energy vampires. Depressing. Yes, or, like, the
0: vampires. It's
1: harsh and I feel it and then I'm just like ugh. Like when I leave, and I I cannot hang out. With See, I
0: can't like be that. around people like that. And I've, yeah, I've always I can't. been. Yeah, I'm. I'm the opposite of that. I mean, I'm not saying like this is something that too. is like I'm known for just always having a smile on my face, right? Yeah. So, but that doesn't mean by no means that I'm not sometimes sad or sometimes yeah. depressed, like everybody. But, but I just some people, genetically, like I just I don't know. I think think I feel. Uh, some people get caught up in their own drama. Yeah. And I do, I'm do. i sure I have, too. But when I'm out, I just think it's kind of my responsibility not to dump on people. So I've always got this, like, smile on my face, which I think is genetic. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's, like, <laughs> intentional. Uh-huh. I just have always been that. So people always calling me on that. Like, you're just – your energy is just like, wow, like, what the hell is that all about? Yeah. It's like – Thank my mom and dad because I don't really know why I'm like this. I just have always been generally happy spirit mm-hmm. person. And again, just with a grain of salt. But in general, like, That's I awesome. don't want people to be happy around me.
2: Yeah,
0: I do. That's my goal in life is yeah, to make people and, smile and dance.
1: Yeah. And you have that energy <laughs> and what you're doing is great. <laughs> That's cool. What you're doing is great. Let me see if I have any specific questions. Great. I had like a list. But we pretty much like talked about everything.
0: Well, I just go on and on. (laughs) How many hours do we have?
1: (laughs) I mean, right now we're at an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, well, you know,
0: there's some highlights in there, I'm sure.
1: Can you tell us some, like, tell us, like, one of your favorite, like, memories from, like, a gig or something? Okay,
0: well, I've got one that stands out. There's, I mean, there's a few, but. I love telling this story. So I'm at the DNA Lounge, uh-huh. and um, I get word that Prince is going to play there, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, "Wow, that's cool." Um, okay, so they close the doors, mm-hmm. and he's like snuck in, and they don't tell any. It's like a secret yeah. kind of performance. Like, so I got word as the DJ, so he's there, and i i I, I tell the I tell our bouncers. Tell Prince's security that BB, the DJ, wants to meet him, right? So I did this, and I and I also had met him at Ruby Sky too, but uh-huh. that's another story. But at DNA Lounge it was like the first time, and and um, I remember I had a record that I had produced, and I brought him, I brought him up, and he's sitting in this purple chair. Of course. <laughs> and I'm like, basically verbally threw up on him. <laughs> starstruck uh-huh. yeah. i'm like i just love you so much and i've always played your stuff i brought you this record and then realize how silly that is but i just didn't know what to do to get in to come see you and he's just cracking up you know i gave him my business card I'm uh-huh. like if you never need any remixes just you know let me know and he's like he just laughed and he kind of you know and then he kind of signals like give give that stuff to my bouncer like and then i realize he has no pockets in his suit anyway uh-huh right but later on he so the band groove line mm-hmm. they played and they're all their, their equipment is still on stage right and uh at some point you know i'm djing and then it's the end of the night and they close everybody in they said you know we have a special performance by prince and everybody's just like crazy right so he comes out on stage and he picks up one of the band members guitar I think it was a bass it was a bass and he starts playing it and he's going off and he's doing all these like classic riffs from every other great guitar player like mm-hmm. on this bass he's just like da, da, da. and then he does that whole thing's like am I qualified you know <laughs> he's like going off pretty soon he's like just getting crazy on stage he's like spinning around he's like hitting the drums with his fists and he's like Bane like, his kicks the drums wow. and he's like then he takes a guitar and he smashes it.
1: <gasps> that wasn't even his. Oh man. And everybody's
0: just like and wow. we're I'm in the DJ booth right next to the stage and we're all up against the glass of the booth looking at just like, like shocked <laughs> what is happening right now. Wow. And backstage was the the band members. And
1: they were probably just like what the frick like, What the
0: hell? <laughs> he was so pissed off.
1: Oh I I would be, too. What the frick?
0: And the manager, Prince's manager, comes up to the guy, and he's like, pretty cool, huh? Like, Prince just broke your guitar. Like, that's... You gonna like, pay
1: for it? A new one? <laughs> and he was
0: so upset. He's like, that's my favorite guitar. He's like, okay. So the I'll never forget, because I'm backstage, and the, the manager had a wad of money. Like... Oh. It could have been $5,000. Like, the when I looked at it, it was like a stack, like this massive stack of $100 bills. Like, uh-huh. like you could buy 100 guitars.
1: Can't relate.
0: Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so he goes, it, it, he gives him the money, and it was still this this big hoopla backstage and everything. So Prince just leaves, and he just leaves the stage, right? And then a little bit of silence, and then somebody comes on the microphone, and you hear him say, Ladies and gentlemen, introducing grandma funk (laughs) and this lady comes on stage she's probably 50 or 60 years old she's a black lady and she's about six foot something wow she comes out on stage she picks up this guitar that's cracked in half and she commences to repair it like a broken leg she's like putting it back together kind of like and kind of like pressing it and everything it's like (laughs) You know you know how if something broken you can kind of put it back together yeah. a little bit so she like puts the the fibers back together and everything and then she's just like starts tuning it up she's like boom boom and all of a sudden she starts playing it She's like, she's like going on and everybody's just going crazy. Just just like the place just went nuts. Wow.
1: What a story. That's Grandma crazy. Funk.
0: Grandma Funk. Yeah, oh, I know. And yeah. I just, you just never forget memories like that.
1: Yeah, I would not, I would not forget that. Prince,
0: yeah. And you know, the fact that he's not around anymore mm. too. And I just, that is my most famous story. Like when he died, like that's what I posted. You know, it's like, this is my story about Prince, my you know Prince story, meeting yeah. him and then him, him going out and break
1: breaking <laughs> and then, not even then, his guitar. Oh, like, who does that? That's so Prince does that. Yeah. Oh God,
0: you know. But anyways, that was an amazing experience. <laughs> I
1: think it's funny that the manager was just like, Cool, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you into it. <laughs> like, like, no. Well, I mean, now your
0: guitar's worth. What, on eBay? Like, he was probably thinking... Uh, I don't even think eBay was around back then in the 90s. But I think he was thinking, you know, isn't that cool? Now you have a guitar that Prince broke. And it's like, I don't care. That was my favorite guitar. <laughs> you guys broke my guitar. $5,000 ain't shit.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. I would be... I'd be pissed. He was. Yeah, <laughs> That's like if someone were to take my computer and smash it and just hand me a water of yeah. I'd be like, well, I still had, like my life in it (laughs) you know it's sentimental you know yeah
0: so i mean i got a lot of stories about people i met through the clubs that are famous like i also met tom cruise
1: oh how was that
0: well it's weird because he's weird but um and i just was watching this whole like scientology thing with (laughs) leah remini
1: yeah i was literally (laughs) gonna be I was gonna say, oh, he's a Scientologist. I know, I and, like,
0: ah. and I'm like, not listen, relevant, I'm in the but... acting business, and I, I know that he, what, whatever. I, I, I don't judge mm-hmm. because I like his movies. I like Tom Cruise, but not. I'm not saying I know him personally as a person, so yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. he's probably just what everybody doesn't like too. However, I don't. I'm just. I like his movies. Yeah. Okay. Fine. (laughs) Whatever. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But bottom line is, he come into Ruby Sky. I heard Tom Cruise is coming in. Tom Cruise is coming in. I'm like, oh shit! I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna do the same thing I did last time when Prince was here. Like tell Tom, tell Tom Cruise that BB Hayes, the DJ, has a has a gift for him. So they did. They told him he he literally blocked off the entire. upper upper part because these are theaters like ruby sky dna they have these theater balcony okay so you just reserve this whole side of the balcony Uh and at the time i had a cd out that was one of the go girl series that i was talking about go Mm -hmm. girls but it's called sessions and i would take i would mix songs but then i would go into pro tools and add more um like ambient sound like Mm -hmm. uh, um they all had a theme yeah so one would be children a tribute to children and in the breakdowns i'd put children playing. You know, Uh and my daughter's sound bites, like just cool stuff to keep it this whole interesting. So I had sessions then, and that's what I was giving away. Uh And I said, I'm going to go meet Tom Cruise. So I go up there, and he's sitting in his chair, and he's literally wearing a wig, like this long hair, black hair wig, huge glasses. And the only way you could even tell it was Tom Cruise, his teeth. I could tell his smile like you can't it's unmistakable like that was Tom
1: yeah that was Tom interesting he was was literally wearing like a disguise and he was
0: there all by himself which and he was dating Nicole Kidman or they were breaking up at the time and I don't know what movie he was working on or whatever Mm -hmm. but uh, he was there by himself Mm -hmm. and I went up to him and I had my CDs to give him because that's what I would do you know it's like you give away these CDs to promote yourself and yeah uh So I went up and introduced myself and just was very, you know, cordial and just wanted to meet you and give you these. And he was very appreciative and very nice. And, you know, when you're the DJ, you got to take advantage of those opportunities. Yeah, you do. And I did the same thing at, at, um, uh, that was at Ruby Sky, but the DNA Lounge, because Rob was the, and John were the owners, the uh, 90210 crowd was there, the the stars from 90210. Yeah. I hung out with them. I think. That, uh, I think. Um, I mean, Kelsey Grammer. Uh, like, I made a list <laughs> on my computer. I couldn't even remember all of them, but um, you know, it was it was just an amazing experience to see all of these stars come into these mm-hmm. clubs when you know they didn't really want to be seen, you know. Um, and I remember getting Smash Mouth into Ruby Sky and. Uh, hanging out with those guys was always crazy and stayed friends with Greg Camp from Smash Mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it's, it's great. It's, it's like a lot of really great memories. I'm really fond of, uh, even back in the old days at, at the radio station, you know, it'd be like, we do, we do these shows at great America. I don't think they call it great America anymore. Do they?
1: Yeah. It's, it's still great America. Is it? Yeah.
0: But there's another, like, they're sponsored by something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, I
1: don't...
0: Isn't it, like, Google Great America or...
1: I don't remember. I don't uh, know. I don't know either, but... But anyways. it's still technically Is Great America. Is it still Great... Okay, yeah, yeah. it's
0: still Great America. We would do these shows um, for the radio station where they'd have all these one-hit wonder acts mm-hmm. show up, you know? It's, like, Vanilla Ice. <laughs> and, you know, and so yeah. then they, they'd they have the DJs from the radio station. We'd go out on stage yeah. and, you know, so it's, it like, you get to meet a lot of these... A lot of these people. But back then I was hanging out with um guys from the doghouse. Uh, J V is on ninety four oh nine still and Elvis Medina is still a really good mm-hmm. friend of mine. All those guys are just like still in radio, mm-hmm. doing really good. Just like the whole we just get so much history with all of those yeah. people that it's important to keep in touch. Yeah. So yeah, whoever whoever you meet along the way, you know, you just follow up and just keep staying yeah. in touch. And even if time goes by, like when John reached out to me, like I was, that was on him. Yeah. Like I always wondered how he was doing, and wanted to go to LA and f- look him up. But mm-hmm. you know, it's like he went. You know, took it upon himself to like reach out to me, yeah, me too. That's so that's awesome. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a lot of, you know, keep the friends that you have that are. Uh, I guess what Will Smith would say was, put people around you who feed your fire. Yeah. You know, I love that it's it kind of sticks with me. It's yeah. like there's no time or energy to uh have people around there that aren't supportive and who aren't up to something big yeah so have you know have those mentors around you mm-hmm. you know and and keep that as in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. so I'm sure you have uh people that you admire and you want to uh, you know that inspired you
1: yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's kind of a that's honestly kind of a hard question. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I guess. I know what kind of like, I have like this one crazy memory, from high school, and I was listening to. Like Alice Radio in the morning. Right. It was like Vinny and Sarah and Vinny in the morning. Okay. And like I, I listened to them every morning on my way to school because I was, you know, I went to school down in Belmont, so that was like mm. always like a super annoying commute from South City to Belmont, like right. rush hour traffic trying sure. to get to school. And I would just always listen to them, and they just always sounded like they were having so much fun on air, yeah. And they were very entertaining. I was like, man, that'd be a dope job to have. Like, totally. I, I want I, I, I was like, I wouldn't mind doing that as a career. And then that memory kind of, or that just yeah. kind of left my brain. I never really thought about it. And then when I went to college and got on air, I was like, wow.
0: There you go. <laughs> Something inspired you in your past. Yeah. Um, and, and that is, that's one of the things I love about this business. I, 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 and I group it into entertainment. Um, because like there's this unspoken kind of um, uh, vibe so, mm-hmm. like when I did um, acting or TV commercials, like when you're on set, there's no, like everybody is on their best behavior. Yeah. It's always like on the up, you, because you can't create art that's any good. Yeah. If you're pissed off or if you yeah. have an attitude or if there's negative vibes going on. Yeah. You it's can't, like that doesn't make for a good product. You
1: can't product. create. No. Right.
0: To so always love that, it was always like part of what, I felt like could contribute to uh, being on a set, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, we're having fun, you know, let's just have fun with it. And just, it, you know, it's all about having fun doing what you love. And mm-hmm. so, and that's what you and I are doing here.
1: Yeah. Like, I love being on air. I love talking. I <coughs> u- like ultimately this, I would like this to be like my career. It is. Yeah.
0: I mean, I see it. I see it. I see it. I see your future. I see your future. <laughs> thank you. That's very Soups. reassuring. Soup, you have big things coming down your path. Thank you. I oh, absolutely. Sure hope so.
1: <laughs> but we are almost out of time. Um, Perfect. So I just want to thank you so much for coming in and talking to me. You had so much to say. And everyone listening, I hope you guys took something from this. He has a lot to say. Go follow him on Instagram. Your Instagram handle is BB Hayes Club. Mm-hmm. Follow him on Instagram, YouTube.
0: BB Hayes Club everywhere. If you put in at BB Hayes Club on Google, it's just everywhere. Pretty much, all of them will come up. I think there's a few I need to fix that I needed a, but you can find me BB Hayes, BB Hayes Club. Perfect. Those, Everyone, it.
1: go check him out. Yay! Check out his Spotify. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. Um and. I think I'm going to – do you have any last words? No,
0: I just want to say thank you again for having me, too. I had a great time, and, um, yeah, I appreciate uh, you having me on your show.
1: Thank you. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you responded so quick. We're buddies now. Hell, yeah. Now we're buds. (laughs) Yep, we are, and we will stay in contact. All right, cool, cool. (laughs) So, everyone, I will see you guys next week. I'm going to close with – Uh, I'm just going to close now. (laughs) All right. All righty. I'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, make sure to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at DJ Supes. Spotify playlist is updated weekly. I have been slacking on that, but it's still a good playlist, and you should follow it. And, yep, that's it. I'll see you guys next
2: week. What's the soup with DJ soups?